Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Today is Tuesday, right? Take extra care to follow the instructions or you'll be put to sleep. And don't forget Taco Tuesdays. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. Jake with you broadcasting live from Sound Sleep Medical. Call them right now, 801-285-9731. If you're dealing with sleep apnea, uh, this is a wonderful uh, solution. They've got a free sleep consultation going and the first 50 callers to schedule a consultation will be entered uh, into a drawing for a better sleep gift basket, which includes a Minky Couture blanket, a purple pillow, and a $100 Amazon gift card. That number again, 801-285-9731, an oral appliance solution for sleep apnea. Austin Horton producing back at our Carrier Zone Studios and safely social distancing from Casa de Monson. The one, the only, the, the illustrious. Thought I'd tag one more on there for you today, Gordon. Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. Hello, Jake. Uh, in the spirit of uh, uh, a day of debate, should, I, should we debate? Uh, I know something we can debate today. I read a story today, or I saw a headline at least, someone suggesting perhaps that since BYU has had, it's been so long since they've had a Heisman candidate that maybe Zach Wilson is the Heisman candidate. And I think you and I should debate that. I'll take that they, they do not have a Heisman candidate. Oh, really? You're, you're, you're painting me in, <laughs> into one side of it, are you? Uh, I, I saw that. Today. Ready? I, Go. <laughs> I saw that today, too. And, uh, yeah. Come I, on. I thought, what is uh, wrong? That that's is a, ridiculous. It's a tad early. It's a tad soon. <laughs> oh, but, you know, he's had a couple of good games. Awesome. That's great. All right. Well, that's a little different than suggesting perhaps uh, a Heisman candidate. Um, uh, so, in, so fact, in fact, Jake, Jake will eat his hat. He'll eat his, uh, his whaler's hat if Zach Wilson wins the Heisman. <laughs> no, I was more sure Denver wasn't going to win than I am that Zach Wilson will or uh, will not win the Heisman. You, you love really, Denver, you, I you, know. You think it was more likely that the Broncos were going to lose than Zach Wilson will win the Heisman? Uh, the 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 Nuggets uh, were were talking basketball. Uh, yes, yes, I I thought the I thought uh, as sure as I possibly could be. That the Nuggets were going to lose in that series went down 3-1. <laughs> the Nuggets, the Broncos, it doesn't matter. 
No, well, but, actually, uh, it does. The Nuggets are a fairly good basketball team, and the Broncos are. Uh, the Broncos are, are struggling. They're on the yeah. they're on the struggle train. Mm. Mm-hmm. So quite different. Well, okay. Well, but you want to debate I, today? That's that's where you, you want to jump in with the the theme of the day. Well, what is I mean, the theme of the day? We have a, we have a presidential debate tonight, uh, so uh, yeah, we can debate. I mean, you were captain of the Skyline debate team. Uh, they're also throwing in the old Utah gubernatorial debate right before. Oh, that's you're gonna, right. You're going to go back to back. You're going to you're going to jump in uh, for the local and then go to the national. Or well, gonna... I, I think it's the responsible thing to do. But I, I'm not. I don't know. I don't know how much of it we can take. You know, of which the local or the national. The the combination of the two. The but, two. Uh, okay. We'll, uh, but. Maybe we, you and I should agree on everything since there's going to be so much confrontation later on. Go opposite day. I, I, I'll tell you this. I think both debates will have different feels to them. I, I would guess that uh, the, the local gubernatorial debate, knowing what I do, which is not uh, a ton, mind you, about both candidates, they seem like civil people. As opposed to? As opposed to, I think there are going to be a few more uh, fireworks in the national one, no? Who was it that tweeted out today that Biden should start every question saying this is the seven hundred and fifty dollar question? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't. I did not see that one. Uh, but yeah, we'll 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 see how it goes. I think it'll have a, a little bit of a different feel to it, given the rhetoric that's uh, surrounded uh, uh, the national race. You know, one of the first uh, presidential debates. Uh, maybe it was the first. I don't, I don't know. But the Kennedy Nixon debate in uh, in '60. Uh, you know, I was I was probably what about 35 years old at the time, so I remember it well. But uh, Nixon wore a light suit, and Kennedy wore a dark suit that looked really good on TV. Nixon had flop sweat going on his face. And Kennedy looked uh, calm and confident. And a lot of people think that that debate won Kennedy the election. I don't think that was the first presidential debate, no. But maybe the, the first, first one, one on first television. First one on TV. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> I know I'm what sorry. you meant. I just was, I'm just teasing. Uh, yeah, they said that had a, a big time, big time impact. I'm not so sure. Uh, about this time around, if the debate is going to uh, sway a, a lot of minds. But I, I will tell you this, that it's going to be unbelievable television that uh, it, pretty much everybody is going to watch. The The highest viewed debate ever was 82 million people between uh, uh, President Trump and Hillary Clinton, and they're expecting north of that tonight. So that's, I mean, as far as eyeballs on television sets, Gordon, that's that's actually pretty incredible. It is, especially when you consider that there are so many other kinds of devices to distract people, to uh, occupy their time. So uh, it's good. It's good for people to be as informed as possible. That's my thought on the matter. Yeah, I don't know how informative, though, the debate is going to be. I hope it is. You <laughs> no, know, I not. hope it is. It's not at all. Uh, uh, but me I hope too. it is. I, mean, I, hope it's not, I hope it's not just a bunch of uh, sort of. Uh, washing over, uh, you know, and denying and lying and uh, oh, just give us the truth, man. Give us uh, talk about what really's 
has happened or what will happen or what you plan on having happen, you know, don't, don't give us all that BS. We don't want that. Yeah, Gordon, we're going to get two hours of policy <laughs> coming up, I'm sure. No, we're going to get personal insults. And, and I, you know, from the sports realm, what I like to call coach speak. We're going to get a lot of words and a whole lot of nothing. I, I think this what is we're what should get. happen. I think this is what should happen. Every time, each, each, uh, each of the uh, candidates, uh, including the president, sitting president, both of them should get like a one of those inflatable hammers, you know, just blow it up. And every time the other guy lies, then he should be able to hit the other guy on the head with the inflatable hammer. I, see, I don't want to see any real damage done, uh, just uh, uh, little bits of humiliation. A lie so according if, to whom? You? Well, maybe there could be... <laughs> Maybe there could be some fact checkers on the side, and when someone tells a lie, they can beep it, so that gives the other guy the the uh, allowance to smack the guy over the head. All right, we got a lot to do today here on the big show. Uh, live Sometimes at I feel like smacking you over the head. I, the feeling is mutual. Uh, Soundsley Medical, 801-285-9731, 801 9731 Uh, Gordon, you know, you know this. I, I'm a client of Sound, uh, Soundsley Medical. I went through the horrible process of basically, uh, getting sold a CPAP machine and, uh, found a different way to go. And that's the, the oral appliance from Soundsley Medical. And it's a life changer, man. If you were, I, if I you have, are like me. Oh, sorry, Gordon. Go ahead. I have one, yeah. too. If you're like Gordon and me and, and have zero interest in, in strapping a machine to your face for the rest of your life, uh, but I actually are interested in being healthy and, and getting a good night's sleep, 801-285-9731. With that in mind, Gordon, how much better do you sleep with it? It's great, right? Yes, and it's good for those who with whom you sleep. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> I didn't mean it we, to make we it know, sound. We know what you mean. It's it's very popular with spouses because they yes. also can mm-hmm. sleep. So uh, it, it's, a, it's a great solution to a really, really common problem. There's a lot of people out there who uh, who deal with this. 801-285-9731. That's 801-285-9731. Sound, sleep, medical. Uh, Gordon, we talked a lot of, of BYU Cougars on the show yesterday for obvious uh, reasons. Uh, coming off game, Tom Homo was on the uh, was on the station. There was the, the thoughts uh, coming mainly from John Hartwell that the AD at Utah State that BYU was going to play Boise State. Let's uh, let's get a little into where uh, the Pac-12 stands and the Utes in our uh, in our split story. In fact, Austin, let's go ahead and get to it. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. You see him on the Pac-12 network, Yogi Roth with us. How many contenders do you expect this year? I would have picked USC to win the South and Oregon to win the whole thing. In a non-pandemic year, and Penesal was still there, and Thomas Graham Jr., and Jason Fele, and Elijah Vera Tucker. But those players, at least as of now, have opted out, and others on those respective teams. So I pair that with some of the players that have opted out and are transferred. You have to look at it like that. And then I look at teams like Utah, 
Oregon State, you know, some of these teams that have been able to work out during this, to me, it gives them a dramatic advantage coming into the season. I think it could be a wild year in this conference. Man, it's going to be fun. That was Yogi Roth uh, from last week, Gordon. And just kind of a quick reset because it's kind of funny. Um, it seemed like the news obviously was coming fast and furious out of the Pac-12 and, and we were glued to the Twitter machine following, uh, you know, uh, people just to wait to see what was coming next. And uh, it's it's been a little bit quiet. We haven't seen anything on scheduling quite yet. Uh, and just we're just kind of waiting to see what's next as, you know, teams, I'm sure, prepare to to undergo a, a camp and, and a lead up to to playing games. But. I, I don't know if I want to say I'm surprised we haven't seen a, a schedule yet, Gordon, but I wonder how difficult it will be to throw it together. You you would think they would have been working on it for a while. Yeah, you would think so, and I don't think it is that difficult. But uh, we like you said, we're not sure when it's going to come out or who's even making the decisions in this regard. But, uh, yeah, put it together. It, it, it seems to me like, the the biggest question is who are you going to get in the crossover game and who are you going to how how is that going to be uh, laid out and then uh, um, what order are you going to play your indivision foes because sometimes that can matter if you have three difficult games in a row or three more difficult games in a row I I mean I haven't done a study on that but it seems to reason doesn't it that that would decrease your your perhaps your opportunity to win. Oh, I think it makes a, a huge difference. The Utes themselves are evidence of that, where they've been really tough early on in conference seasons and then not so tough at the end. Now, that hasn't been 100% true, obviously, but it has been a bit of a trend at times. I mean, didn't they give Sam Darnold his, only his last loss at USC for two years or something crazy like that when in, in his first start yeah. at Rice-Eccles mm-hmm. Stadium? You know? And then in November, they've had some, some real whopper type losses like uh you know god they lost to that bad oregon team that one year gordon where a a trip to the title game was on the line possibly the year colorado won it and uh so yeah i I mean timing can make a huge difference i agree with that i mean injury front alone you know sometimes key players you know get get hurt or even come back so yeah i Order can make a make a big time difference, but you know Utah, given the way that they're doing extra home game this year, they're expected to get that home game in the crossover game, Gordon. But it almost feels like that's a waste because with no fans in the stands, what's really the advantage <laughs> to having a home game? That is true. That is true. Other than uh, other than travel, you know, but uh, sometimes the travel can. You know, around the Pac-12, I mean, the travel situation is not ridiculous. Okay, so I have an idea. Make the travel more difficult. <laughs> Why do they have to go through Cleveland? Just give them, like, you know, six or seven stops, uh, depending on, you know, how good the home field advantage usually is. <laughs> you know, if you're going to Oregon, you've got to take the bus because, you know, Austin's pretty daunting. Going to you go into uh, you know UCLA. You get to, you get to fly in a private jet right in. <laughs> so what do you? Uh, what's the? Uh, what do you think? Three stops is the appropriate number. <laughs> Three stops, but but make the middle part of the trip on the bus, right? You know, you fly <laughs> you fly from. Seattle to Vegas, uh, then bus from Vegas to Salt Lake, and then Salt Lake to L.A. Okay. Commercial. 
<laughs> the problem <laughs> the problem is that the Pac-12 doesn't want to make these games more difficult. They want to make them easier for the dominant team because that's what's going to have to happen in order for a Pac-12 team to have any shot at a uh, at, at a playoff situation. They're going to have to dominate, win big, win every game, and just destroy people. So, so maybe, maybe what they could do is favor the teams that they think will be the best and make everybody else do what you're suggesting. So I'm I'm very uh, pessimistic about a Pac-12 rep in the college football playoff just because they're not going to play as many games, and I think it's a huge, huge long shot. So I was, I was trying to think about this because we've, we've, it's come up on the show a couple of times from a different angle. I honestly think, Gordon, that for a Pac-12 team to get into the college football playoff with only seven games would not only have to go undefeated, but I think the the other conferences would have to have their top teams have several losses. Oh, come on, dude. Yeah, That's I mean, you're, you're in the several? SEC, in several the SEC you're going to have to, yeah, several, like three losses no in way. order for them to have a chance. Get out of town. They're that not getting in over a two-loss SEC team. It's not going to happen. Oh, Jake, if you have, let's say Oregon just rolls everybody, beats everybody by two or three touchdowns, and it's just dominant. A team, no, a team won't have to lose three times. I'm telling you, just watch uh, it happen. Just watch. Well, I mean, I, I when it comes to, the biases of those who are making such judgments, uh, that that is a tad bit unpredictable. And it's it, it, logic doesn't always prevail. But uh, are you sure? I, I think I think I think I think I think that's that's pretty ridiculous, Jake, for it to have to be that lopsided. Come on. No, I don't think so. Oh, you can say come on to me all you want, but I think that's true. I think that's absolutely true. The the Jake, I think prevailing... your paranoia your paranoia has gotten to you, my friend. You have to lose three times. Typical, you know, counter argument. You call me paranoid, even though you know I'm right. <laughs> They're only playing seven games. <laughs> I don't know you're right. I don't agree with you. You do though. No, I don't. Well, when it when it comes to pass, you you'll agree with me, and somehow you'll take credit for it in the rear view. And it came to pass. <laughs> uh, I I don't uh, no I I think that if especially if it's a name team if it's Oregon or USC and they're undefeated and you've got uh, I don't think a team is going to have to lose three times to eliminate them out of the SEC or the ACC no that's I, I don't know I could see maybe a one loss team having an advantage just because of the way things are but. A two-loss team in the yeah. SEC will will still have the advantage. Not if there's a dominant, dominant, undefeated team in the Pac-12. Well, I don't know if you're right, buddy. To be in the in the Final Four, come on, come on, come on, Gordon. The the Big Ten, you know, if they have a two-loss team. Well, actually, how many total games is the Big Ten playing? Uh, boy, that's a good question. I don't know exactly. They're playing two more or three more. I think it's two more. I'd have to go back and double check. And those two more are both losses? I hear what you're saying, and I agree with you in principle, but not to that extent. An 8-2 and two Georgia team 
would get in, get in before a seven and zero Pac twelve team. Mm, not if they're dominant. They're Georgia. Hmm. You yeah, can I don't think me so. All Two you losses, want, but you know I'm right. No, you. First of all, no, no, I don't think so. I. If Oregon or USC goes undefeated and, and just destroys their opposition in the Pac-12, that they're they're in. Over a two-loss team from the SEC, I, I think they're in. We'll see. We'll see what happens, Gordon. Which we'll is but you think you think eight and two, how many are they playing? Did we figure that out? The SEC is playing ten. I'd have to go okay, back and double so check if they're, on the Big Ten. If they're, if they're eight and two, and then and a Pac-12 team is seven and zero oh and dominant. I, uh, I mean, you. I guess you could be right, but I don't want to believe that. I don't <laughs> okay. want to believe that. Right? Then don't. You know, a lot of people out there uh, don't want to believe that they have sleep apnea. Uh, <laughs> I was one of those people for a very long time. Uh, joining us now from Sound Sleep Medical is Melissa. Decent transition there, no? Well, that was very yeah. good. I like it. Thank yeah. you. Thank you very much, Gordo. Uh, Gordon and I uh, both are clients, uh, and I'm, I mean, where do you want to start? We can sing the praises of this thing. It, uh, like I said, I didn't want to believe it for a long, long time. Went through an unpleasant process that uh, with, with some other folks that uh, I'd rather forget. And uh, then got lined up with Sound Sleep Medical and these, the oral appliance. It's, it, it's, a, it's amazing. It's a game changer. Yeah, you're right. You know, there are a lot of people out there listening right now that wake up with morning headaches or they struggle with heavy snoring or they are tired all day long and they have not yet been tested. And so they're not sure what's going on, but likely they've got some untreated sleep apnea going on. It's it's very common that I found. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of people out there that are dealing with this and and it makes a huge difference. I, I mean, there's, you noticeably feel better in the morning uh, when you when you use the oral appliance. Noticeably feel better. Absolutely. I mean, it sounds a little bit dramatic, but we ha- literally have people tell us this has changed my life. And so the question is, how do I know if I have sleep apnea or not? Um, and really, the best way to find out is through a home sleep study. And what's great about Sound Sleep Medical is we can send you home with a little kit that you do, you wear just one night when you sleep at night, and we can tell you even within days your results, whether or not you have just snoring or if it's something more serious like sleep apnea. Gordon, have you ever heard the story uh, of, about what Lloyd did to his wife, Jessica, involving Sound Sleep Medical? Have you ever heard that story? Please, please share. So Lloyd is a client. Uh, and he produces, uh, of course, Hans and Scotty come out here a lot. Uh, and uh, he he noticed his wife was snoring a little bit. So and he knew that Hans and Scotty had a remote here the next day. So Lloyd recorded her snoring <laughs> while she was sleeping. <laughs> and they played it on the show the next day. And uh, and she, I not believe, a great is, idea. no, not from a relationship standpoint, but I, I believe she's now a client as well. Yeah, so, great. Uh, and, I, and I bet she's sleeping quietly and much, much better. So. She better be because if she's not, she's, you know, going to be in a bad yeah. mood and that would not be good for Lloyd because no. that probably wasn't a good move to play her snoring on the radio. 
But anyway. well, especially yeah. since uh, it didn't, it, there was a sort of a, a double treatment there because he was from that point on he was sleeping in a di- in a different room. Right, that's probably mm-hmm. true. All right, so the number to call eight zero one two eight five nine seven three one, and we'll get into this at, at greater length um, a little bit later on in the show. But but folks out there, you know, times are a little tight sometimes, or or you know, insurance. You're worried about that. Let's let's talk about it because you have a lot of things going where where people can make this fit into the their lives. Yeah, so call that number right now. You will automatically get a free sleep consultation in one of our six offices. But in addition, call the number. You'll be entered into a drawing for our Better Sleep prize pack. And that includes a Minky Couture blanket, mm. purple pillow, and a $100 Amazon gift card. So it is a great offer today. But most importantly, let's get you in and figure out what's going on with your sleep because it really affects your health. 801-285-9731. That's the number to call. 801-285-9731. Sound Sleep Medical. Thank you, Melissa. We appreciate it. Thank you. All right. More Big Show coming up next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's a total request Tuesday here on The Big Show, brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. For the latest tour news and artist insight, check them out at livenation.com. Austin's theme today in honor of Sound Sleep Medical. Give us your songs about sleep or dreams. Uh, tweet at Austin Horton, at Jake Scott Zone, at Gordon Monson, because we are at Sound Sleep Medical. Call them, 801 285 Three one. If you've been dealing with sleep apnea, maybe your uh, significant other has uh, complained about your snoring. They're doing a free sleep consultation, and uh, they'll they'll let you know and give you a diagnosis, and then help you out with the treatment. And it's just a, an oral appliance, Gordon. You have one. It's kind of like a like a mouthpiece, and it basically keeps your jaw in place. And it's really worked wonders for me. So eight zero one two eight five nine seven three one. How about you? Uh, what does Lisa say, Gordon? Is are things a lot quieter on the home, on the home front? Yeah, when I don't wear it, uh, she usually reminds me. Mm. Oh man, I've I've forgotten it when we've gone on vacation before, Gordon. And oh. <laughs> That that creates grumpiness is what that does. Like you should see the look on her face go from hooray we're on vacation to oh man I'm not going to get any sleep in you know point five seconds. It's uh, it's something. So remember it next time you go out of town, uh, Gordo. That's yeah, key. that's good advice. Good advice. Hey Austin, are you still uh, do you uh, sleep well at night? What? <laughs> <laughs> Both my wife and I are clients of Sound Sleep as well. I know, seriously, it's great. It changed yeah. our lives. Yeah, Did it's it? amazing. Uh, were you asking? Walk? Were you asking Austin how he can sleep at night? Is that basically what you said? <laughs> well, it was kind of a double entendre. Yeah, but I just like he told you in the break, Jake. It's best to just ignore him. <laughs> just ignore him. Just ignore him and just move on by. It wasn't said. Yeah, just just keep going. Gordon, let's talk a little bit about uh, the NFL last night, and uh, I'm sure you're just walking on sunshine today because your Chiefs uh, looked really dominant over a really good Raiders team, 
And Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes, I mean, you, you you know, you look at the national pundits and what they're saying today. I mean, it's it's just uh, amazing how in love with this guy they are. But well, uh, for good reason. Uh, yeah, you know, he's okay. Oh, he's okay. Come on. <laughs> so he he's okay. He and Mike Trout. He can throw okay. the ball from any position practically. He's uh, he's something else, and uh, he proved it again last night. You know what I like uh, and, about and the two teams? The two the two teams that a lot of people think are the two best teams in the NFL this year, and uh, and I think the Chiefs pretty well uh, determined who's number one. Uh, yes, it, today in September, and we'll see how things go. But they they looked incredible. There's there's no doubt. You know what I really like about my Mahomes though, honestly, Gordon, is I like his story. How he came in. And he sat for a year, and he learned the ropes mm-hmm. behind Alex Smith. And to Alex Smith's credit, he didn't Brett Favre him. Alex Smith knew why he was there and, uh, and still gave him the attention and groomed him and was a good teammate and all these things. And to benefit Alex Smith, by the way, Andy Reid found him a great landing spot uh, in another giant contract. And the rest of Alex's story, of course, is, is pretty amazing. But, you know, that parting of the ways was, was just fine. And then Mahomes moves in and – and has grown as a player under a great coach. I mean, Andy Reid's an amazing, amazing coach, and it's a great, it's a great match. And they've they've done their best to keep talent around them. And I, I I'm not a Chiefs fan in the slightest. I root against them all the time, <laughs> but uh, unless they're playing the Broncos, then go Chiefs. Uh, but he's ama- I mean, he's he's the best. He's the best player in the NFL right now, and it's probably not close. Russell That's Wilson's doing I... some amazing stuff. Yes, Aaron Rodgers is. is great too, but I mean, mm-hmm. uh, the Chiefs are really good, and he's great. Well, it's not just it's it's how he gets it's what he gets done and how he gets it done that I think fascinates people. Uh, just yeah, he's got style, and and he's really really good. What were his stats last night? He was like thirty-two of forty-one or something. I don't have him in 31 of 42, 385 yards and four. Count them, four touchdowns. And when they when they needed that drive, uh, when after the Ravens had closed the gap, uh, he was there. Money, man, absolute money. That drive, Uh, the drive I'm thinking of to extend that lead. What was it about? Was it about 15 play drive or something? I don't know. I didn't count them, uh, but it seemed like it was along those lines, and it was just masterful. So. So now here, this is the real question, Gordon. When does he get tired of winning so much and want to retire to a cush job back at BYU? Uh, <laughs> never. I know. I'm, I I bring that up. Uh, I bring that up tongue in cheek. Uh, for two reasons, you know, I always kind of laughed at uh, at those thoughts that oh, what if Andy Reid coached BYU just because. You know, he he's had so so much success in the NFL, but also to point out that, you know, boy, Lavelle Edwards certainly had an impact on yeah. on football, didn't he? With with uh, the coaches and players and in life, really, well, not, not just football. Make, but it's it's pretty cool that he's a, a Lavelle Edwards disciple. Let's make a quick list, and we're going to miss some names, but let's think about some of the people under Lavelle, and Lavelle learned from some of them as well. People like Doug Scoville. Uh, Andy Reid, Mike Leach, uh, um, I'm spacing on his name. Now. I don't think Mike Leach was, actually ever coached under Lavelle. He didn't coach. He didn't coach, but he was there at BYU, and there was definitely an influence there, I think. 
Uh, who's the guy I'm thinking of that went to Green Bay? When I uh, had all the success, Mike Holmgren. Mike Holmgren. Yeah. Um, and and we're probably forgetting. If we're five, if six, we're uh, if we're including um, if we're including Leach in this discussion, then parameters are a little loose. So I will say you are missing one Super Bowl winning coach who played at BYU. I don't believe he. I don't believe he coached under Lavelle. I'd have to go back and double check. But played at BYU. You mean other than Andy Reid? Other than Andy Reid. Who was it? Brian Billick. Oh yeah. Won a Super Bowl with uh, the Ravens. Yeah. That is true. There's got to you know, be other. There's Norm Chow other went on and 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 certainly has had a big time yeah. impact. And uh-huh. uh, I mean. You know, and then you look at guys from those coaching trees. I mean, half the Big 12 coaching uh, coaches are from Mike Leach's uh, coaching tree. You know, it's 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 pretty nuts. It, the, the impact that that one person had on, on football. I mean, we just talked about three Super Bowl winning coaches that had some sort of connection to Lavelle Edwards. That's, that's pretty amazing. Given that Lavelle quit coaching, what was his last year, 99, 98, 99? Oh, it was 99. It was right I mean, that wasn't that 2000. long ago. 2000. Thank you, Austin. Mm-hmm. That wasn't that long ago. So, I mean, it's it's pretty incredible, the impact that uh, that he had on the sport of football. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Lavelle Edwards and his – he gets credit for it. Uh, he had some terrific assistants as we mentioned through the years, but uh, he changed the attitudes of uh, many coaches in the college game because so many of them were three yards in a cloud of dust. And Lavelle looked at what he had at BYU and said, uh, okay, I'm going to be willing to listen, and I'm going to change things up. I'm going to throw the football. And there was a period of time, uh, once Lavelle got that going, that it seems like there was a little bit of backlash to that. It was almost as though throwing the football a lot was an admission of guilt of some sort. But uh, on the whole, football has moved in that direction in a major way, and the rules have made it easier and uh, more prominent, and we see its effect in the NFL. So, yeah, all the way around. Yeah, just pretty interesting, and and you know, bringing this back full circle, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes seem to be seem to be perfect. I mean, you, you think about this like Donovan McNabb was was really good. I mean, he was a a Pro Bowl, not a Pro Bowler, but a Pro Bowl player. <laughs> he was excellent, and he got him to a Super Bowl, and he got him to a few conference championships, and he was a really good player. Uh, but look now at Andy Reid having the best quarterback in the league. It's it's pretty incredible what what he's what he's able to do with it. I mean, other than that, you know, Michael Vick had a couple of years for him. Alex Smith played all right, right, but never really had the 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 best quarterback. Or even you know, again, am I selling Donovan short by not even putting him in the upper echelon of of quarterbacks at the time he played? He was good, not great, you know. And here's yeah, Andy Reid. With a great, great quarterback, and look how good this team is. the 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 rest of the league is going to be scrambling for years to figure it out. Well, the two most successful coaches in the NFL, Bill Belichick, and and I put Andy Reid second. Well, certainly now that he's got the the Super Bowl uh, qualifier in his title, I don't know. 
I don't know who else you would really put up there. Mike Tomlin, maybe? Uh, yeah. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I guess. Oh, come on. Mike Tomlin's a pretty great coach. Yeah, he is. I mean, the Steelers uh-huh. are always good. And he has, what, two Super Bowl rings? Who else do you uh, – would you uh, – Pete Carroll's pretty you, great. Pete Carroll, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are names I don't know if I'm putting above Andy Reid, but I mean, no. you know, great but coaches that, in the NFL group. right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like we're probably selling somebody uh, short. But Pete Carroll, I, not to go off on a tangent, but I, I'm surprised with how good he's been with, uh, with the Seahawks because he was, he was great at USC, no doubt, and, you know, knew how to play the game of college football and, you know, how to grease the wheels, so to speak. Uh, but he was not good with the Patriots before he was at USC. If you remember, was he with the Jets maybe before that? Where Maybe I'm getting him mixed up. But he was not a great NFL coach. And Seattle has been good since he got there. Sometimes coaches need to learn their way. I mean, Belichick had his struggles, you know, before he went to New England. Right. So, I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, guys... Guys who are bright will figure it out. And I think Andy Reid is really bright. What was the really story good. with uh, – didn't didn't Belichick take the Jets job for a day and then yes, leave? I think so. Was that mm-hmm. the story? Well, wasn't it – it was to take the Patriots job, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, because uh, Parcells left the Patriots and Belichick was like, hmm. And he resigned via fax, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, awesome. Really? That's that's incredible. Resigning via fax <laughs> when you've had the job for a day. <laughs> that's that's amazing. That's almost uh, who who was it? Rory that broke up with Caroline Wozniacki, broke off their engagement with a text. You know, yeah. I don't have a bit, I don't have a huge problem with the guy changing his mind though. You know, I mean, I don't. I bet the Jets I, I, disagree with you. Well, look, he thought about it, and then then he said, okay, and then he said, no, what am I doing? This isn't what I want to do. So he changed his mind. Big deal. I've got no problem with that. Was maybe it, if, uh, he dragged, if he dragged it on for maybe uh, three months, that might have been worse, but... Well, see, I'm, I'm surprised because usually you don't like, you know, hypocrisy. Like, what? How did it's you not, feel about that? Your mind's not hypocrisy. Well, what? He changed you, his mind inside the 24 hours. He changed his mind. How about What's the well, with that? He changed his mind. Okay, maybe not hypocrisy. Maybe that's not the right word. But he changed his mind when a better gig came open. Like, well, how did you feel about <laughs> Steve Alford when he signed a big old long extension with New Mexico and was like, I love it here in Albuquerque. I'm staying here for a long time. And a week later, UCLA called and he took a different job. A well, week, he's, he's a week later. Levels, you know, I mean, what do I got to do with that? Yeah. You, but Belichick didn't change his mind. A better gig came open. <laughs> he changed his mind. He thought, you know what? They're better than you, so I'm going to take that, even though I just committed to you. So uh, have a good day, sir. Well, I mean, like uh, like John L. Smith did at the Weber State, where he comes in. He's like, yes, I'm so happy to be here at Weber. I, uh, uh, I love this place, and this is home. And then... Bobby Petrino wrecks his motorcycle and uh, gets himself fired from Arkansas. And John L. Smith goes, I'm just, I was just kidding. 
just—I know that was only a day ago, but uh, yeah, I'm not gonna—I'm not gonna. I'll see you later. Have a good one. I thought about one. it, as Gordon Monson told me to, and now I've decided. I, I've changed my mind <laughs> because the Arkansas job is open. That's right. My word is my mind. bond. Until, and, okay. Okay. and in that Weber State case, I, I particularly that was particularly terrible because that really set that program back big time. Uh, as you know, Mac Mac handed off the reins with the program in fairly decent shape, and it it took a, a, several years for Coach Hill to bring it out of that uh, that the depths that it sank to because of that move. So I have a question. But he changed his mind. Yes, your question. Yeah. Oh, I think, okay, not every change of the mind is exactly the same. But I, <laughs> I don't have a big problem with people changing their mind. And they admit it and they say it. But it's, it, it, sometimes it might be a little more clouded than others oh, or more crystal clear, I guess. But uh, how is it that Bill Belichick, has what we had? Uh, let's see. He had, like, from memory serves, like four out of his five seasons in Cleveland were losing seasons. How 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 does he suddenly become the greatest coach ever? Uh, well, he probably learned along the way. Uh, I'm guessing that's part of it. The second part of it is you have to find the right organization. You know, it's not all just a coach. You have to find the right organization with the the right people in place that are going to build the correct team. You know, it's it's truly about you, you know Jerry Krause and I heard PK talking about this. Jerry, Jerry Krause uh, took a bad rap in the Last Dance and he kind of wasn't around really to defend himself. And I remember you know uh, him uh, talking about the organization and all this stuff and thinking, well, yeah, you've got Michael Jordan, man. And there's a certain <laughs> amount of truth to that, but the, it, there's also an organization that puts, you know, great players and great coaches in position to succeed. I, I, I really believe that. So, you know, Bill Belichick probably had some learning to do as a head coach, but also, you know, the Cleveland Browns, they don't, they haven't won a lot traditionally. So it's a, it's a classic example of a coach not having the wherewithal, not having what he needed to win. Uh, yeah, I think he did learn as he went, but, it's not like he sucked as a coach when he was had those back-to-back seven and nine seasons. These these are his, his seasons in Cleveland: six and ten, seven and nine, seven and nine. Then he had that stellar run, eleven and five, and the next year it was five and eleven. So that's that's Bill Belichick. I mean, the the guy who people think is the greatest coach in the history of the NFL, or one of them. Here, and I'll get. I'll give you an example of the the coach and the the um, the you know structural organization that when it came together really was uh, uh, one of the most unbelievable runs in NFL history, and that's Jerry Jones and Jimmy Johnson. Mm-hmm. When they were together, they were incredible. Those Dallas teams were amazing. But after they couldn't get along and didn't realize that they were good for one another, Jimmy Johnson uh, you know coached out his career with some. Uh, slightly below average years with the Dolphins and Jerry Jones hasn't been able to put it together since because he his ego has gotten so out of control and he's got to have you know make every single decision so th- those things have to meet you know Bill Belichick and and Bob Kraft have have been a good team pair that with Tom Brady and it's the the you know the best teams or the best run really in NFL history right yeah 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so don't, that's my point is that sometimes we judge coaches and we think, okay, he's, he's not as good a coach as we thought he, he would be, or it would be, and, and he's not, uh, but he, he might be, he just didn't have the right circumstances. And that's that what you said. And that's, that's, that's perfectly said. You've got, it's not always the coach's fault. And yet it's often the coach that falls on that sword. Well, there's actually a big story that broke yesterday that plays right into this conversation, right. but from the NBA. Let's get mm-hmm. to that coming up next. We're live here at Sound Sleep Medical. Give them a call, 801-285-9731, 801-285-9731. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. All right, this one goes out to you, Chasta Trailer. Welcome on back. It is the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, total nice Request choice. Tuesday. Yeah. Songs about sleep or dreams, because we're here at Sound Sleep Medical. You want a little Roy Orbison dream baby. And joining us now, speaking of Sound Sleep Medical, Melissa is back on with us uh, again. What do you think? Uh, little Roy Orbison? That's not bad. I like bad. it. Yeah. should be our theme song. Uh, it should. Uh, we'll see what we come up with. This is our grand experiment today. We'll pass along the, you know, what the most requests we get are. But I th- Thank usually you. Yeah. Our, our listeners come up with uh, some good stuff. But sleep is really important, and that's why we're here. We're helping people sleep better and be healthier. That's right. You know, especially right now um, with the coronavirus and everything else going on, I mean, most of us have experienced this. If you get run down because you haven't had a good night's sleep, you're more likely to get sick. And that's especially true right now. You're more likely to get sick after being exposed to a virus if you're sleep deprived. That's amazing. Yeah, because a healthy immune system, I mean, that's that's a big deal these days. And you think healthy sleep, it, it all affects all of that. And, and good news right now. And let's talk a little bit about uh, insurance and, and what's going on because, uh, you know, people out there. Uh, at least uh, like me, are not literate in that world. So let's mm-hmm. talk about, uh, you know, how that much of this is covered. Sure. And remember, Jake, we don't do CPAP machines. Instead, we do an oral appliance. It's a custom-made mouthpiece that you wear just at night, keeps your airway open, treats sleep apnea and snoring, mm-hmm. and it is absolutely covered by health insurance. Awesome. It's FDA-approved, studied, all of that, and it's covered by health insurance. We are in network with Medicare, TRICARE, Cigna United, so many other companies. And this is a great time of year because a lot of people have met their deductibles. Ah, yes. So it's likely going to be covered, and you're going to have very, very little out-of-pocket. But, you know, if not, it's still eligible for things like health savings account, flex spending. Um, We've even got 0% financing. So there's really no reason to put this off. You need to get sleeping better. And frankly, let's let your health insurance pay for it. Absolutely. That was a big thing with me, by the way, putting it off. I kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. Great time to do it for all the reasons you just mentioned, uh, to jump on it and take take better care of yourself. Yeah. 801-285-9731. 801-285-9731. Sound Sleep Medical. Thank you very much, Melissa. Go Hawks. 
That's right. Alta high. All right. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, uh, Gordo, let's talk a little bit uh, about uh, the news yesterday. Doc Rivers out uh, with the L.A. Clippers, and we'll get to what's going on coming up right around the corner. But we were talking about when a good coach meets a, a good franchise, and, of course, good players are, are a big part of the puzzle. But well, what do you think is going on with the Clippers? Do you think we're, we're looking at uh, some major changes? Is this Steve Ballmer really – you know, kind of taking the bull by the horn, so to speak. You know, Doc was a holdover from the previous regime. I mean, what do you think uh, is going wrong or went wrong with Doc and the Clips? Uh, well, that's a difficult thing to uh, to really pin down. Uh, obviously, there was some sort of rupture uh, so that those star players could not play or did not play at their peak. And so uh, there was some sort of breakdown there. I do not think it was a mutual decision. I think Doc was forced out. They can say what they want about it being mutual, but I don't think that's the way it happened. I think two more years left on his deal. I think Steve Ballmer just told him, said, look, this, this isn't good enough. I'm paying out all this money, and I want results now, and I'm going to get somebody else to do it. The tricky thing, though, is – if, didn't I see somewhere where the uh, the odds-on favorite is Ty Lu? Well, his name has come up a lot with all the open jobs. Well, he's right? an assistant on the staff, right? And so if you already have him on staff, how uh, are you better by subtraction? Because you well, already have his influence. So are you better without Doc around? Well, it's it's more than influence, Gordon. It's it's about who's calling the shots. I mean, you know, uh, if you're an assistant coach, the, the buck doesn't stop with you. It, it stops right. with the head coach. So, I mean, it's that it's that different dynamic. So, did so, Steve think that the doc's judgment was poor? He, he must have, or that uh, that he couldn't communicate with his team, which was was probably a, a big problem. Yeah. And, you know, if the coach isn't getting the most out of the team and the team's having problems inside the locker room, the coach is the easiest to be replaced. And then you bring in a, a fresh voice. If it were me and I had issues, I probably would not hire Ty Lue just because I'd want to bring in somebody completely from the outside, a new voice to see if you could get the roster, you know, pulling in the right direction and then, you know, make the, the roster moves that are necessary to, to get better, those decisions you have to make uh, every year. So I I would guess that, that that would be the main motivator is to get a different voice into the room, get somebody else who's in charge, and maybe you can fix some of the things that have been an issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that that's what's going on. So who they're going to turn to, I don't know. But I, I Steve... I believe, I'm guessing here, I don't, I don't know this uh, for a fact, but I think Steve had been, had waited. and wait, When did he buy the team? How long was that? Oh, the Donald Sterling thing was. Wasn't that like five years ago? Four or five years ago? Yeah, probably somewhere yeah. there. And paid $2 billion and, for the team. Right. And, and 2014, so, thank yeah, you, so six, six years ago. So, so he waited and he waited and he waited. And he added one of the best players, two of the two really good players, and waited some more. And then he saw the result and said, "Okay, I've waited long enough. I want something different." I wonder if if that'll work because you know what, with with these super rich owners that come in and say, you know, I have no patience and I don't want to wait. You know, that hasn't really gone all that well in professional sports. Yeah. So but, I I don't know maybe Steve Ballmer has so much money it'll work in this instance but yeah you know, I don't 
I don't know. Sometimes I, I'm not saying that uh, moving on from Doc Rivers wasn't necessarily the right move, but you know, my owners that that have no patience and just think that they can throw money at the problem, uh, there's not a real great track record for that. Okay, and I agree with that. If if it's a shorter, first of all, I like stability. I think that's a good way to go. Uh, and whether they, I mean, is Ty if they hire Ty Lue, is Ty Lue a better coach than Doc Rivers? Uh, Unless LeBron's on the team, yeah. So I, I, you know, I, I, he waited. He waited a fairly uh, by its modern sports standards. He he waited a, a fair amount of time. Well, now he can hire whoever he wants because he has has that kind of scratch. So I, I thought it was interesting. Mannix brought up yesterday. Do you you get Phil Jackson on the horn? I mean, he would certainly com- command the room, but does uh, does a guy in his seventies want to go through the coaching grind again? But I mean, what what kind of voice could you put in that locker room to to make it work? I made the joke yesterday, Greg Popovich, ha ha ha, uh, because he didn't, you know, Kawhi Leonard was the one player that didn't work in the San Antonio system with a good attitude. You know, I mean, who yeah. who do you get to coach that team? Yeah, I I I don't know. I don't know, but I do think sometimes that you add in somebody and they can ignite something, and there can be a reconnection, and there could be an increase in uh, energy and attitude. Uh, it can happen, but uh, whether it will in this particular case, I, I just don't know. I'm going to go but, way uh, outside the box on you, Gordon. All right, here's who they should hire. Okay, Rick Patino. No, nothing. Well, that's, you don't uh, think so? don't that's think not that. a name that I had really thought of. I know. I was trying to he, think he's of He's tied a... in with Iona. Why would you leave <laughs> that job? He just got a new gig. What's he going to do? Bill Belichick, Iona? Yeah. <laughs> you, you think Balmer can best Iona's offer? Come on. I, I, I make the joke because I don't, I don't know who would be a good fit. Um, like, would Mike D'Antoni be a good fit uh, with with that roster? You know, I, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, Ty Lue... I, I thought he rode the coattails of LeBron a little bit. Maybe I'm not giving him his just due. I mean, it seems like there's there's kind of a, a lot of retreads out there. I don't know if there's an outside-the-box hire like like Brad Stevens was with Boston uh, years ago. I I don't know. I'll be really curious. Do you, do you pluck a good coach from another team and just say, we're going to give this coach way more money than you could ever pay him, so you might as well let him go? Well, he's certainly capable of doing that, considering he is the wealthiest of the owners. Yeah, so I'm I'm actually really fascinated to see uh, to see how this plays out and which which direction they indeed go. All right, coming up next, we're going to get to what's going on. We're going to check in with DJ and PK. They talked a little bit about BYU and their schedule. We'll also uh, check in with Hans and Scotty. They uh, gave their thoughts on the, some of the Tom Homo comments that we heard yesterday. We're live at Soundsleep Medical. Call them, 801-285-9731. Get on the books for a a free sleep consultation. Uh, If you you snore, if you think you have sleep apnea, if you know you have sleep apnea, this is an oral appliance that is covered by insurance. It's amazing. It's a life changer. Don't put up with that CPAP anymore. Uh, Check it out. Soundsleep Medical, 801-285-9731. That's 801-285-9731. What's going on next on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.